0: Business agreements can make or break your organization, yet it is amazing the number of self-destructive habits many executives, managers, and entrepreneurs engage in that can sabotage their organization's success and ability to build wealth. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Brought to you by Business M.O.L.L.C. Welcome. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and some of you know me as the no-nonsense lawyer, and I know some of you don't know me at all. So let me start by telling you I'm an Ivy League-trained business expert, entrepreneur, and recovering S&P 500 business lawyer. Now today, the no-nonsense lawyer is going to get a little unplugged and go rogue. No more nicey-nice tips on how to do things right. Instead, I'm going to take a tongue-in-cheek look at business agreements and well, I'm going to get a little snarky because if I can't joke about it, all it does is make me want to scream and cry. As I've mentioned before in other episodes, in the course of my 30 plus year legal career, I've written and negotiated thousands of contracts directed hundreds of lawsuits, and managed multi-million dollar legal budgets. And I have seen smart, savvy business professionals make a lot of legal mistakes because they didn't know what they didn't know. And actually, I shouldn't complain about it because it helped pay my salary for many years, and it's still keeping an entire legal industry abloat. I mean, afloat. Contracts, business agreements, they form the backbone of business. And it doesn't matter how big or small your business is or what industry you're in. Everybody does it. That is, enter into contracts, that is. It's how you get things done. It's how you make deals with people. Work for me and I'll pay you. Sell me your product or service and I'll pay you. Buy my product or service and you pay me. It's a promise for a promise combined with some form of consideration, usually the exchange of money. Deals are what make the world go round, and the habits you bring into the workplace, whether you're starting your own business or working for someone else, they all contribute to the culture you create surrounding deal-making, the approach you take, the value you assign to the process, and ultimately how you execute or perform the process. Now, unfortunately, business culture is often viewed like frosting on a cake. You build a business and culture becomes an issue when you, the boss, don't like someone's attitude or you discover your company's reputation isn't quite as high and polished as you'd like it to be and you want to improve it. Yet in reality, the seeds of your business culture get sown at its inception. Those habits, the experience, the preconceived notions we all have around business and especially deal-making How we form our business agreements, those habits are hard to break once they get baked into your organization, into the way you do things, into the way you and your employees do things day to day. Now, I get that. But when it comes to business agreements, some habits are more destructive than others. Now, this isn't about sneaking a few donuts and having it go to your waistline. This is stuff that can go straight to your bottom line. Now, while you may be able to squeak by when your business is young and in a startup phase, bad habits have a way of catching up with you, and eventually your luck runs out. That means that the casual approach will definitely bite you in the assets as your business scales. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when when the complexity of your business grows with more employees, more products, more services, more territories, bigger geography, and of course a lot more business deals that go with it. Now in my 30 plus years of practicing, I've seen a bunch of these bad habits cause some serious legal problems. And that's why today I want to share with you some of my favorites. Now if you really want to create a truly awful business agreement, start by not caring about details. Keep your head in the clouds, be the big picture guy or gal. Smile, nod, agree to anything. In your 10,000 foot high world, you think ignoring the details means you can't be held to them. If you don't sign anything, you can't get tied down, right? You know, that's what one startup entrepreneur told me. (laughs) Seriously, she made it sound like signing a contract was a life sentence. She wanted to be able to change her mind whenever, for whatever, Circumstances change, she wanted to go with the flow. Now some might criticize you for making excuses and be undependable, (laughs) but so what? (laughs) You prefer to think of it as being flexible and operating at that 10,000 foot level. Now isn't that what hugely successful movers and shakers do? Now a close cousin to ignoring details is to just sign anything that's put in front of you without reading it. I understand you wanna go big or go home. And since you don't want to go home empty-handed, signing that contract is amazingly easy. Just boom, do it, like in the Nike ads. Just do it and then run. Tie on a pair and run like crazy. Now, of course, there's lots of advantages to signing anything that's put in front of you. Number one, it saves time. Number two, you won't get a headache from reading all that blurry small print legalese, which you don't understand anyway. I mean, seriously can they really expect you to understand that mumbo-jumbo and be held to it? Can they? Besides, you like surprises. And when you sign without knowing what you're really signing, you'll have exactly that. You know, the advantage there is that running from one crisis to the next to put out fires will make your business day go a whole lot faster. It's more exciting, more interesting than a boring routine. After all, a business that runs like clockwork wouldn't let you utilize those superior management skills and then brag about it at the 19th hole. I mean, isn't that what it's all about, being able to tell your friends about how great you did? And while you're at it, make sure that when you do make a deal, you generalize about your product descriptions and keep your promises vague. It should be general enough to let your customers think they're getting something of real value for their money, but vague enough to drive a truck through it. Your truck, their truck, traffic is good. That's what your web guy said. Besides, vagueness and ambiguity gives your lawyer enough ammunition to defend you zealously and vigorously, as they like to say, if customers don't like what you deliver. Just think, you could keep those ungrateful customers tied up in court for years. And that will teach them for asking how many bananas are on a boatload as if specifics like size matter. (laughs) So Let's recap for a moment. Here's what we covered so far. Number one, don't sign anything. Number two, sign anything. And number three, keep your promises vague and general. And now for number four, contract indemnities. Man, you could spend a lot of time talking about those. So keep the conversation short. Don't indemnify for anything. Pass the buck. Especially, don't indemnify your customers for your own mistakes. Let them pay for the privilege of working with you. So if, for example, you're into software design, you sell a product that infringes a teensy-weensy bit on somebody else's program, let that guy sue your customer. You stay out of the middle. Don't be the middleman. Your customers will be sure to tell all their business friends and it'll generate a lot of marketing buzz without you spending a cent. Everyone will know your name, like on that old sitcom, Cheers, and you can't buy that kind of word of mouth. And now number five, this is my all time favorite. Ignore confidentiality and intellectual property rights. Don't worry your little head about trade secrets, patent rights, copyright, trademarks, you know maintaining confidentiality and protecting that stuff is so last century right? I mean we're in a sharing economy. We share on the internet, on social media, and tons of other ways. We're all friends with benefits. So finding other people who have no connection Your company selling counterfeit knockoffs of your product spread out on a blanket on Fifth Avenue in New York or some other major city. Now, you've seen those folks. They pull up those four corners of the blanket real fast, sling that sack over their back like Santa Claus, and run like Robin Hood at the first sign of a cop. You know, the bigger dudes, they have some overhead, man. They have a table at a flea market all across the country with different designer logos under the table to pick from to personalize your knockoff. And then, of course, the geeky ones do it all on the Internet. Now, when that happens, man, you have arrived. They love your stuff enough to copy it, pretend to be you. Matter of fact, they're so good at it. Even their customers believe them because when the thing breaks, they come to you to want to fix it under warranty. So there you have it. Five fabulous ways to create awful business agreements that will pave the way to a bumpy path and frequent trips to your lawyer's office. Isn't that what lawyers are for? Isn't that a cost of doing business? A cost you can control? Think about it. You've been listening to Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And if you found this episode to be even mildly amusing, share it with your friends. Leave a comment. Love to hear from you. Thank you for joining me today. You can get more information about today's guest and the show notes on our website, businessconfidentialradio.com and connect with me on social media I'd love to hear from you and stay in touch next week Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel-Kelchner will be back with more business information and inside scoop you need to succeed in your business till then